Hi, I'm Nico, and welcome back to episode 12 of Beholding Out for a Hero, where the sidetrack is the main track. Well, maybe not for this episode. Join the party at the Masquerade Ball, where some of them unfortunately put fashion before function. One, two, three, clap. Did everyone do it? Yeah. Yes. Everyone sees themselves in audacity? Yeah, yeah, it's going. No fake outs. We're good. I think this is the first time we got it in the first try. I know, right? It only took 10 plus episodes. It's not, but it's the first time in a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave out the boring ones. Yeah, if we had to start like six times, I would have... uh. Would have kept some of those. Because <laughs> we have it in Craig now. Welcome everyone back to Beholding Out for a Hero, where the sidetrack is the main track. Although not last episode. Last episode, uh, stuff actually happened. <laughs> Today's session question is, what is the most cursed liquid to eat cereal with? And I've been thinking about this, and I think I'd have to say... Fish sauce. Okay, Ooh. wait a minute. We've gotta one, you didn't introduce yourself. You just introduced <laughs> oh. the podcast. <laughs> Two, there's gotta be rules. You know, like you don't drink fish sauce by itself. That should not be an acceptable. It has answer. to be a drinkable edible liquid. It has <laughs> to be something you're usually gonna use with cereal. Or like in in general, not with cereal. <laughs> That's the point of the question. Not with cereal, but like you're replacing the milk you put in the bowl, so it has to be a liquid that you would, like, it can't be a sauce. Plausibly that... drink. Yeah, exactly. Or else someone's gonna say glue, and yes, <laughs> glue is technically edible, but you should not, you know? Isn't that kind of the point, though, is that we should not, no matter what we say? <laughs> no, 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 you, you should not, but it is not a you cannot. Okay, okay, fine, 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 no fish sauce. <laughs> Also, introduce yourself. Yes. My name is Nico, and I am the DM for this campaign. And my new liquid, my in-the-rules liquid, is going to be gravy. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. a good one. That's solid. That's good. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I need to up the answer in my brain now. Who wants to go next? Who has an answer? Not me. Why is gravy acceptable, but fish sauce isn't? I would argue that gravy is acceptable because I constantly drink gravy. <laughs> hold, hold up. Are you a cat? You guys don't hear it. We actually we actually have to edit that out of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lose we're gonna get blacklisted for that one. <laughs> when Nico takes a big sip <laughs> delicious gravy. Yeah, you wonder what I fill my fish cup with. Gravy. It's why he chokes every so often, because he's just drinking gravy. <laughs> I would say it's like the feasibility of the pour, like you would pour milk into a bowl. So like with gravy, you could kind of pour it into a bowl like you would milk or any other like viscous. <laughs> viscous? Is that the right word? Yes, viscous. it is. Yeah. yeah. Viscous liquid. Whereas with fish sauce, you have to like dab, 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 like a billion times to get the amount that you would want to fill up. A cereal bowl. I see. Okay. So viscosity is a key element here. 
Apparently. <laughs> Have we specified what kind of cereal it is? Does that change the answer? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to say, like, orange juice, that wouldn't be better with Lucky Charms, you know? <laughs> True. Someone's done it. Oh, yeah. There's, I'm sure, I think there's a whole subreddit for this. <laughs> I'll go next. Wait, did Nico introduce himself? I did. I did the second time. Good. Hi, I'm Ashley. I play Miki, the tiefling bard, now level five. Woo! I would say the most cursed liquid that I can think of to eat cereal with is Chinese grass jelly drink. Okay. Yeah. Because that's not going to taste good. Mm. Uh-huh. It might. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, Elaine. No, I, no, no. <laughs> I am going to drive down to your house, Elaine, pour you Cheerios with grass jelly and watch you eat it. I'd eat it. I mean, I don't know if I would like it, but I'd eat it. Grass jelly traditionally is not super flavorful, to be fair. It's like yeah. pretty watery unless you add a bunch of honey and stuff with it. To me, it tastes super herbal. Oh, okay. I feel like it's got a mild herbal, personally. Would a more cursed one be Japanese pudding? <laughs> is that a liquid, though? God, just thinking about the texture is, like, making me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> the texture would be worse, for sure. I mean, in that same vein... Oh, I guess I'll save that for my liquid. Never mind. Elaine, <laughs> <laughs> you go. Oh, no, wait, John, you go. You, you, you know what you're going to say. Hello, I'm John. I play Patches here on Beholding Out for a Hero, our great level five teddy bear paladin. And I think that the worst liquid to have cereal with would be soy sauce because you'd die of <laughs> sodium poisoning partway through. That's fair. Yeah, that's a gross one. He's got a point. I don't know how I didn't think of that. Sriracha! Stop taking people's liquids. Or possible liquids. That's... Mm, I hate... I hate to say this, but that really sounds like something that someone with an eating disorder would do. Honestly. It burns calories! <laughs> I mean, it burns other stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm Raina. I play... Don't type while you speak! I'm not typing! That wasn't me! Oh no, oh, that's okay. me. Sorry. Sorry, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> Can you not tell by the speed of typing that it is me? <laughs> <laughs> On second thought, I'm not part of this campaign anymore because I've been falsely accused of typing while talking when I, <laughs> when I don't even have my keyboard in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reyna doesn't do that. She eats while she records. And I will continue to do it because we record during dinner time. <laughs> so I play Jem, the rogue, who's level five, just like everyone else. And I think the most cursed liquid to eat cereal with would have to be clam chowder. <laughs> Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah. Cham clowder? Clam chowder. Cham clowder, sponsor of the Drawfee Variety Hour? <laughs> <laughs> But if you have normal Cheetos, not Honey Nut Cheetos, just the flavorless ones, they're basically basically oyster crackers. 
Honey Nut Cheetos? Cheetos? <laughs> I'm sorry. Honey Nut Cheetos? <laughs> Cheerios? Did I say Cheetos? <laughs> you said Cheetos. Oh, damn it. Uh, Cheerios. They all have basically the same spelling. It's fine. If you have regular Cheerios, not the Honey Nut Cheerios, aren't they basically oyster crackers? No. (laughs) No, they're not. And my second choice was pesto. Oh. That's good. Uh, Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. I don't know how I feel about that one. (laughs) Again, regular Cheetos. But I guess you could, you know, argue that Cheerios have the same textures as pine nuts. (laughs) (laughs) But you're supposed to grind up the pine nuts. (laughs) called garnish ashley (laughs) (laughs) elaine you go hi i'm elaine i play kitty with an ie i'm stuck between lemon juice yeah that would be bad and like an energy drink also bad Mm -hmm. how about a lemon flavored orange uh, energy drink yeah that too but I feel like most energy drinks are sour, too, anyway. I'll stick with energy drink, because, like, the carbonation and then all that yeah. caffeine in your body, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there any particular type that you would say is worst? Five-hour energy. <laughs> Five-hour energy? <laughs> yeah. Five-hour oh, energy would be worse, yeah. I'm, so, I'm gonna peek my mic so much. I'm sorry. I, I have not... <laughs> this setup is not secure. It's okay. Well... What a totally relevant to our actual gameplay tangent, <laughs> which would have 100% went on for like 10 minutes longer if I, if I let people just talk. So <laughs> into the session summary. This could be a heated debate. <laughs> it, we honestly could do this for hours, probably. Can we start a new podcast where we just talk about this? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, if we get big, we can have like a... On Wednesdays, we just talk about random questions. (laughs) No, but then if we get big and we have to talk about this, we also have to try it, and I refuse. No. I'd try some of these. Not the soy sauce one, but the grass jelly one. I'd I'd take Ashley up on that. And Nico is the (laughs) guinea pig. And now it's recorded for everyone to hear. (laughs) If we get to a million subscribers, Nico will eat cereal with grass jelly. No, 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 no. Not a million. If we get a hundred listeners per episode. (laughs) I will post my review of Grass Jelly with cereal. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get a video recording of Nico eating it. Yeah, we have to get a video recording of it. (laughs) (laughs) With that, onto the session summary. (laughs) Ashley, take it away. Oh my god. But now all I can think about is like... Clam chowder cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that lives in my head rent free now. Okay. So, last session, we, the party, as in, you know, me, Jem, Kitty, and Patches, had an uncomfortable hanger on. Not by Jem's accounts, but Izzy was there way too much. She went to go jewelry shopping with us where Kitty got her pearl and then kind of just hung around uncomfortably until we decided what to do next. Also, Jem went on a date with her 
it was all right, which, you know, is a victory in my book. But anyways, we visited some of Jem's people that I think Patches and I can say with certainty now are definitely changelings, seeing as we talked to one heck of a busty redskin tiefling the other day, and now they were some teenager. So, same person, apparently. And then we did errands, shopped for fancy clothes, which was so fun, and I can't wait to show everyone what I got. And Gemini read the world's worst romance novel. Then we went to the bookstore and picked out a new romance novel, I think, or we browsed, one or the other. But that's what we did last episode. And now we're ready to infiltrate and or protect still unclear <laughs> i thought you said incel <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at my notes of last session and i have lightly harassed some lizard folks <laughs> mm-hmm. you sure did yeah that is what you did yep. but i wasn't there so i forgot i was like what did kitty do <laughs> Oh, and I tried to find my um my ghost friend, but that was also unsuccessful. Thank you for the session summary. And give me a moment to no. make a note of something I forgot to do. <laughs> I have decided to adopt the mentality of a toddler. So if Nico wants me to roll something, it is also a no. Well, you know, at least you're going to fit in with the rest of the group. Thanks. It's a regression. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Miki was too mature for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the indoctrination's working. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are in middle... What did I... Of course I didn't fucking... Hold on. <laughs> Tavik's Landing? Middle Central. No. Davis Gate. You guys are wandering around in Middle Central. Middle Central in Davis Gate. And are looking for the grounds of the Silver Moon Distillery. This area is a lot nicer than what you're used to. For the most part, for, for everyone. But soon enough, you do uh, navigate to the correct building. And from the exterior, it is a large and simple building. There seem to be a number of people. Not It's not crowded, but there's a, a bit of a, a flow towards that building anyways. As you double-check the location and enter the building, you find that the interior space of this building is grand and elegant. There are polished stone floors that reflect the many floating chandeliers. The large room that you are in has the central space cleared out, with a small stage on one side, and opposite to that has a bar set up. There is an additional side that has long tables set up, and staff are bustling about them to fill them with food. As you enter, a masked staff member gives you directions, saying, Security, proceed to the stage and bartenders and servers to the bar for further instruction. 
as each of you pass through. Y'all want to describe what you're wearing? Oh, I forgot. Elaine. <laughs> 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 you had one homework assignment. I didn't, but I forgot to do anything spell-related, so we switched, Elaine. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Since Ashley knows, Ashley, you go ahead. Yeah! Oh, shit. I have to talk about stuff. Okay. So Miki has shown up in this, like, black and silver, like, jumpsuit ensemble where the top kind of looks like a cheap owl, but the bottom is just, you know, legs kind of, like, silver and flashy. The budget was only 25 gold, so she might have pitched in, like, five more of her gold. It was 12. <laughs> yeah, it was even less. <laughs> oh. The budget was 12, so she pitched in, like, four more of her gold. I don't know. She's probably, like used a little bit of dye to go over her own leather armor to make it black to fit like the aesthetic she's going for. If she puts her hair up with sharp pointy hairpins, are security going to take those away from her? No, because you are security. Great. I like cuz we're not allowed exposed weapons, right? Yeah, anything like just no like it thing in a holster on the side, you know, that sort of thing. It has to, like, look like it's part of your outfit, essentially. Great. Then she has sharp hairpins. I assume they're going to work like daggers. And she's gotten a nice, like, black whip to, like, wrap around her arm as if it was a bracelet of some kind. Nice. And yeah, so she's nice and black and silvery and svelte. And still super short. What's your mask? Oh, shit. There is masks. Um, it's probably just this really light silver wire frame, like, over the nose to the forehead type of mask. That's, like, typical of masquerades. I think, for the most part, the idea is that because she's already a tiefling and already has, um unordinary looks that it kind of fits into being part of her costume. Okay. Nice. Who's next? I can go next. Yeah, go for it, John. Patches has sort of this dark blue military-style overcoat that is covering like most of his body underneath that he has kind of basic suit components like a white shirt and a little tie but the main thing is this large coat that has like those those like dangly pauldrons i don't know what you call those but like the little shoulder bits that come out and dangle and those are all like a gold yellow and then he has like these sort of nice boots that he's wearing underneath those that these long pants go into and then as far as a mask goes, he's mainly just letting his head hang out and making it <laughs> kind of he's he's like created a buffer using the um the collar of his shirt to make it look like he's wearing a, an animal head. <laughs> okay. Nice. So excellent. Also he does have like a a really nice, maybe not really nice, but a nice cane that's like silver and blue. And the the top of which is just like a little a little silver knob 
that he can hang on to. Oh, yes. And for DM purposes, do let me know what of your own items you have chosen to hide slash bring with you. Can my cane be a cane sword? Yes. Excellent. Go ahead, and I can say that you can get this commissioned during the week before. So go ahead and pay what you would normally pay for the sword item plus an, an additional five silver. Let's see how much is a? It's probably a long sword. Whatever sword you want, except for a great sword. I don't think you could shove a great sword into a cane. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Ashley, is Miki bringing anything with her? Any of her equipment? Just the hairpins and the whip. Okay. She doesn't have many other weapons because she's a spellcaster. Who's next? I can go if Elaine's not ready. Please. <laughs> <laughs> How much time can we buy Elaine? <laughs> So Jem is wearing kind of like a dark purple power suit, like pinstripe power suit with kind of a like crisp lavender color blouse underneath and keeping her blazer jacket on her shoulders. She has a bolo tie. Tied at the top with like a little, like a little <laughs> gem at the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then has the kind of just like chic boots, a uh, little like heeled boots that she's wearing and has freshly shaved the side of her head for this occasion. And her mask, she decided on kind of a Plague Doctor-esque crow's mask. That's also a, a deep purple with sort of like gold embellishments around the eyes. And maybe a few like dangling sort of beads on the underside of the mask. And, you know, matching earrings and the like, so... Yeah, but she's just keeping her hair, you know, the same way she always wears it, basically. She didn't style her hair too differently. She just shaved it. <laughs> nice, nice. And for her weapons, so because she has a blazer covering her back, she has her... I'm gonna really push the limit. Can she fit both her hand axe and her short sword in, like, the back of almost, like, let's say she's also wearing a corset. Or, you know, like, one of those sort of, like, corseted waistcoats. Because she stick both her hand axe and her short sword in the back of that corset. If she, if her jacket doesn't fit too tightly, yes, she can. It's not going to be easy to get to, but. She's wearing it over her shoulders, so she doesn't have, like, her arms through the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, then, then yeah, you can. And then she'll have her daggers in her boots as well. Nice. Because she's a melee <laughs> fighter, so, you know, <laughs> she needs it. Alrighty. You're the last one, Elaine. So I feel like Kitty would have gone for some very horrible fashion choices and 
Miki and Jem stopped her in the store multiple times. <laughs> Are you sure Jem would have stopped you or would Jem have encouraged you? I wouldn't have stopped her. I would stop you. That's fair. Miki would have stopped her and then Jem would have been like, no, no, the cheetah print's good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the dresses we showed up in? <laughs> but I think what Kitty would have ended up settling on is like a white puffy pirate shirt with her leather vest over the top of it. And then those like dress shorts that the the little boys wear to formal events. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not pants, but they're like shorts. <laughs> and she's still got her boots on. She's not taking those off. She got her heelys in them. She needs to wear them. And she's got a pink bow tie. And then Batteries also has a pink bow tie on to match. <laughs> cute and then her gun is probably you know in those movies where like i don't know if any of you guys have seen taxi driver but robert de niro's character had like a thing where he had his gun up his sleeve and he like flicked his wrist and then it came out into his hand she made one of those i don't because kitty is a small human (laughs) i don't know if it would fit up her sleeve because it's a regular sized gun (laughs) fair i will let you stick it in batteries if you want to though you have to go get it from batteries though sure let's do that is batteries wearing a little mask yeah, so Kitty's got her goggles down because she was told that's okay as a mask with like pink kitten ears on the on top of her head. And Batteries is wearing also like a, a little half face mask that's like a cat mask. <laughs> oh. Batteries the rabbit is wearing a cat mask. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Guys, Batteries is our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you mean is batteries is our mascot. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey guys, I just want to say it's been a real pleasure doing the podcast with you. <laughs> this is how John announces his final day. You're not allowed to quit over bad puns. It's in your contract. Also, I'm probably going to make some bad ones. So. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. With that, you guys do shuffle over to the stage. Upon the stage, there are three people, two humans and one drow, who seem to be standing a little towards the back, waiting for everyone to arrive. Looking around, you can see in this room, there is a upstairs area, there is an outdoor garden area, and there seems to be a number of doors that you, you're you not certain where that leads to, but that's what you can see for now. Eventually, waiting around, more people do arrive. There are, you see people filter in the same way you did, and there are more guards that join you, as well as 
kitchen staff that are preparing to do their own stuff. Do I recognize the others on the stage? We'll get to that. (laughs) What do you mean we'll get to that? (laughs) Hold your horses, okay? (laughs) Fine. Jem, anxiously staring down those people on the stage. Yes, you do recognize the people, some of the people on the stage. On the stage, from uh, a distance, you easily recognize the drow man, despite him also being in different attire with a mask. Kitty, you would recognize this man as well. This is, this drow man is of average height for a drow, being 5'4", and is an older older man who has silky straight silver hair with streaks of white. It's smoothed back into a le- uh, bleh, smoothed back into a neat low ponytail. He is dressed in dark blues and grays. He impassively watches the crowd with a cold gaze, waiting for everyone to arrive. And it's... Who? <laughs> you would know that this is one. Oh, oh, hmm. oh. <laughs> the other two humans on the stage are two human women. You do not recognize them. Okay. And one is wearing a mask that has claw marks across the face. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> no one needed to do that. <laughs> are they in the same pattern as Jem's claw marks? No, they are not. Okay. Okay. That's acceptable. Jem <laughs> says as she stuffs dirt pellets in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gem, the anxious eater. Mm-hmm. Soon enough, the people waiting on stage seem to deem that there is enough people for them to begin speaking. And the there are two women on stage. There is a taller woman and a shorter woman. The taller woman approaches the center, followed by the other two on stage, and begins to speak. She is tall, thin, and graceful. She has luscious red hair with blue eyes, and she has soft features and smiles at you all. Gotta roll for it. Oh yes, everyone Mm. get out their D10s, because you're meeting a lot of new NPCs. Oh good, let's fall in love with everyone! (laughs) Five. That's a two from Kitty. That's a two! (laughs) Dang! Y'all are like, not for me. Mickey and Kitty aren't paying attention. We're cooing over like batteries' is cat mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a hot 10, so this person's hot to patches. <laughs> She's dressed in very warm golds and reds as she smiles and speaks to everyone. Good evening, everyone. It is so lovely to meet you all. We are the hosts of this little party. I hate her attitude already. <laughs> condescending as <laughs> condescending as fuck. Out of the way to the tens are speaking. <laughs> I hope that we can all work together to give our guests a wonderful experience. My name is Jocelyn de Bolbeck. Jocelyn de Bolbeck is her name. And I am the event coordinator. Jocelyn de Balsack. <laughs> 
It didn't need to be that close to ball sack. Oh, shit. I don't have my thing to take notes. Okay, everybody get out their ABCs. (laughs) (laughs) Bolbeck, you said? Bolbeck. B-O-L-B-E-C. Oh, I spelled it right. I didn't. I didn't. I added a K. And I am the event coordinator. This is Orinthian Zilostra, a generous sponsor of this event, and she gestures to the drow man. Can you spell that? Orinthian is O-T-H-R-O-I-A-N. Zilastra is Z-Y-L-A-S-T-R-A. S-T-R-A. Oh my god. (laughs) And this is Riley McKinnon, head of security. And she gestures to the last woman on the stage. The last woman is a human, a stacked, chubby human woman who is short. A a little, probably, no, not the oldest. The drow is the oldest. A little older than the woman that's currently speaking. She's got a medium brown skin tone uh, and is dressed in a worn suit with her hair, her black hair pulled back messily. Her brown eyes are framed with not only a mask, but also eye bags as she looks at the crowd with a slight frown of disapproval. Who is who is Zelastra again to the group? Uh, Zelastra is one. Okay. The loneliest number. <laughs> Wait, did we need a roll for everyone? If you want to, you don't have to roll for everyone. You're not required to assess everyone's hotness when you meet them. Mm, the other human woman's a four. We've got nothing else to do. We're just staring at them talk. Yeah, we're just listening. There's really nothing. (laughs) Wow, our motto really is, we've got nothing else to do. It's like any other orientation. (laughs) She's a one. Got a three for Riley. Dang. Not a a very attractive group of people, apparently. (laughs) The last person is an eight, but I missed who that was. One. The drow man. Oh. Well, I have a thing for elves, I guess. Six is for me. Two for Kitty, so I'm rolling really bad on my D10s today. Everyone just thinks everyone is ugly today, despite everyone's fancy outfits. I'm not rolling for one. That's out of the question. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I've been told you all have already been given your assignments, so I won't bore you with them again. Please dedicate yourselves to your post and help us create a spectacular experience for our guests. Be attentive courteous and efficient if you can put a little more effort into treating our guests with an individualized experience you will see a world of difference we're in this together oh god she works for disney (laughs) (laughs) in the case of an emergency or if we need to evacuate you will be looking to mrs mckinnon who will likely be on the main floor if she is not already handling the situation And she goes on to spiel about behavior and how to properly act with guests for a little while before moving on to the fun part. Kitty, at the part when Jocelyn says, oh, you've already been told your post, she's gonna, Kitty's gonna turn to Jem and be like, they, they told us, (laughs) I don't remember. You know, I was thinking the same thing, but I thought it was just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
And then Kitty's gonna turn to Miki with like hopeful eyes. Do you do you remember? Miki, what's her job again? Huh, <laughs> oh, what? Hmm? Oh no. Oh <laughs> Patches? What? No! Uh oh. <laughs> um, excuse me. Interrupting the tour as you guys are headed upstairs, uh, Jocelyn just does turn to face you. Yes? What is it? What is it, dear? Um, we're actually not sure what our post is. We weren't informed when we were offered this job. Oh, how unusual. Well, um, most of the security that didn't have a specific location would just be roaming where you would like on the main floor or upstairs where the the games are. Ah, so we are um, mingling a little bit. Or keeping an eye out. Yes, that's the idea. Okay. I think that does align with what we were told. We just didn't understand it was the um official job description. Thank you. Of course. And she leads the group up to the second story where the second floor is set up to be a game room and also a rest room where there's a lot of areas to lounge and sit as well as areas to play games with dealers at needed tables. There is also a second floor exit from the room you are currently in to the balcony that overlooks the gardens. Eventually, she trails back down to the main main floor that leads and leads you guys to the outdoor gardens. The outdoor gardens are quite large, with tiled walkways and arch trellises uh, and winding paths. You can see at least one large fountain further into the gardens, although you don't see the the base of it. It's covered with a lot of plants. You see the, the water from afar. This area is also, looking up, you see the clear night sky uninterrupted by any other buildings, which is unusual. And it takes you a moment to realize that it's an illusion that gives you this unobstructed view of the night sky. Because there are likely buildings above you. She then leads you out from the back in from the outdoor gardens and says that the basement is the wine cellar and that is off limits to security and will only be accessed by the bartenders. She also mentioned, because I forgot to mention, even though it's written right here on the second floor, <laughs> there are some offices upstairs and those are also off limits. And that concludes the tour. When we're at the basement, or like she's telling us like, hey, the basement's down there, it's off limits. Mm -hmm. Jem's just gonna go, if, but if we see something suspicious happening, we're allowed to go, right? Like, we're not gonna be in trouble for chasing a criminal into the wine cellar. I just want to double check. Yes, of course that would be allowed. Uh, just don't. If we expect that you are idling in the basement, that is what we want to avoid. Got it. As long as you are actively doing your job, 
entering the basement is not strictly prohibited. But no loitering. Yes. And with that, she... I think I think that's all. Let me double check everything that I wrote so <laughs> I don't forget to tell you guys things. <laughs> I think that's all you guys need to know. All right. Yeah. And she releases you guys into the wild. Oh no. <laughs> you guys looking at the time now probably have maybe 10 minutes before the event is due to begin if it's starting on schedule just are we back on the first floor yes you are back on the main floor i'm just gonna go ahead and do like a cursory look around the room make sure like no one's already being suspicious sure go are you doing a perception or insight I guess, uh, well, my perception's better because I'm not, like, trying to recognize anybody at the moment, but I'm more just making sure, like, no one's up to anything, so I don't know what that be. Or, like, nothing is, nothing weird is happening, basically. Yeah, you could do either. Okay, well, my perception's better. That's gonna be a 21. Ooh, very good. As you glance around, there is, there are a lot of people who, like you, are just kind of idling, and you can tell that they're just kind of waiting for something to do, or trying to find a, a good position in the room to, like, stake out and loiter while they wait for something to happen, that sort of thing. Everyone is kind of scattering to various places, except for the, or, of the security group. Of the kitchen staff, they're is a lot of hustle and bustle as they're finishing the last touches of the buffet tables and getting ready for a large influx of people. Everything seems as expected. However, you do recognize a familiar-looking tiefling. I would like to ask... Yeah. Two things. Firstly, that, that tiefling isn't Miki, right? No, it is not. <laughs> a different tiefling. Okay, great. You recognize a familiar tiefling three feet to your right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me! And also a familiar elf, and also a familiar very small human, and also a familiar <laughs> teddy bear. <laughs> now, Patches wouldn't know this, but do any of the people in the kitchen seem like maybe they don't work in the kitchen and are just kind of... <laughs> they bribed some people to get here and are going to try and steal some <laughs> endangered animals? Yeah, go ahead and roll an in insight check on all the kitchen staff yeah I'll, I'll i'll do that oh that's a hot boy three for a total <laughs> of four yeah maybe we gave patches like a dramatic rendition of what happened on the train <laughs> during our week off <laughs> from what you can see from the the people who keep passing by from where you're standing like everyone you can see seems like they work there it seems like they're just like go 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 it's it's you know lunch rush hour that sort of thing everyone seems like they know what they're doing as for the tiefling um you recognize the pierced horn to be you recognize this tiefling as smoke the 
guard of Dove's place. He still has that same piercing in his horn and the same he has a an earring on one side that is like a a braided cord and also a large feather braided into his hair. Jesus, Rena had to memorize so many NPCs. No. Nico had to memorize so many NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just tell Raina what she needs to know. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know most of these people. Or, like, me, Raina, did not know most of them, but Jem knows all of them. So it's kind of like, you know, but instead of sending me a list of 50 people being like, hey, memorize all of these appearances and all these names, it's more just like an as-they-show-up kind of scenario. <laughs> I don't think you've ever actually spoken to, to him at all, but you, you do recognize him. Okay. Kind of like a awkward, like, <laughs> across the Like party. a work acquaintance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that person from, like, a different department that you, like, never really talk to, but you see them in the kitchen all the time, and it's just like, oh, yeah, good morning. <laughs> you've, like, opened the door for each other a bunch of times. <laughs> but you never really said anything. You just like gave a nod. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, are you done with the microwave? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's essentially your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be standing next to the stairs, one of the staircases that leads to the to the upstairs area. Now, me as a player, I'm more I'm more interested in the second floor. Because game room plus uh, secret offices, but Kitty <laughs> would be wanting to post outside. But games. <laughs> yeah, but Kitty doesn't know these games. As you guys are standing around already observing, like Patches with people watching, and, and you guys had the opportunity to, to do some stuff, it, Kitty talks about where to where where they should be standing out and the first wave of people begin to enter the the ballroom area all right all right quick huddle before we break because first of all are we all sticking together are we going in pairs what what are we doing Jem has already grabbed food from the buffet table yeah no i'm (laughs) stress eating (laughs) she has a handful of fantasy cheetos in her hands (laughs) i think we she mickey trails off as she looks at gem and kitty like back and forth and back and forth and goes we should go in pairs that sounds good um uh mickey you still got that uh that point and talk spell Oh, yes, I do have message. Kitty, you still have that point and talk spell? Nope. No? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> oh, no. Did you just get rid of it? <laughs> we forgot to coordinate. It was a cantrip, and I needed a cantrip that's damage dealing, so message went bye-bye. <laughs> Wait, you can change out your cantrips? Yeah, I'm letting you change out one cantrip per level up. Oh, you can you can do oh. that now if you if you haven't already. I mean, I haven't done spells yet, so you know we're gonna. <laughs> oh well, you could do that when you do your spells. Well, you know what? 
It's a small enough venue. If I really need you, I can yell at you. But you shouldn't. Yeah. But I can. Yeah. And from behind you, you hear, Oh, I'd really rather you not. <laughs> as you turn around to see the familiar half-elf teenager dressed as a, a server holding a tray of entrees. <laughs> oh, you're not my boss. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be in a lot of trouble. Why would you be in trouble? Oh, because you're the one who recruited me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to just steal some food. Is he carrying, like, a tray or anything? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to steal some food for the tray and just stuff it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, he offers it to you. Oh, me too. Thank you. Yeah, you know, like, well, we're here anyway. Well, if Kitty, if Kitty sends a, sorry, not Kitty, if Miki sends a message, I can respond, right? Or am I thinking about a different spell? You can respond. Hey. Uh, I I have an idea. Yeah. You have, um, you can make those little stink things, right? Yes. Can you make them do anything else? I can uh, record a message. It's about six seconds long or have a small light. Can you end those whenever you want or do you have to, like, wait or? No, I can do it whenever I want to. What if you give me a little rock and you make it glow, and then if something happens, you make the glow stop? Ooh, good idea. I'm going to see if I have a rock that's not one of Jem's rocks in my bag. Don't touch my rocks. Yeah, roll a d20. Oh, do I have my bag on me? Do, do you have somewhere to hide it? <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Didn't, didn't they take, like, they said she couldn't bring in her bag of holding, right? No, it's you can bring in anything as long as it's hidden in your outfit. Yeah, then I wouldn't have my bag on me because I would have just tried to put it on and they would probably would have been like, no. Yeah. Here, do it on one of my tassels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll like, I'll tap one of the tassels and I will make it look particularly shiny with my magical tinkering ability. Nice. It's got that, that glitter photo filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And you hear Hark say, well, don't cause a literal or metaphorical stink now, as they begin to wander off to serve other guests. Oh, you know me so well. <laughs> they do. Hark's wasn't at the wedding, right? We established that? I don't think so. Okay, then yeah. <laughs> But to be perfectly frank, it's hard for Jem to know who exactly was at the wedding. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't notice them. What could possibly happen when you invite a hundred <laughs> changelings into a single room? <laughs> so, Patches and I have to split up then. Okay, so 50-50. I mean, why mess with the system, you know? So me and Kitty, Miki and Patches? Yeah. Patches, we haven't spent one-on-one -on -one time together in so long. And I swoop down and just hug him. Oh. I say swoop down as if he's not five feet tall. Oh my god, I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jem, we haven't 
gone to a party together since the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not have a repeat of that, okay? Okay. Yeah, hasn't it been like two weeks? <laughs> yeah, that's something like that. I should encourage Jem to go on more dates then. <laughs> I'm still rebounding. I'm in a lot of emotional pain. Exactly. By this point, the main floor is quite full now with how many people have filtered in and continue to filter in. But as the main floor begins to fill up, they are dispersing to various parts of the, the building. I will look to see if anything... Anybody is trying to sneak anything in. Like, they look like they're being shady and like, oh no, don't look at me. I'm not carrying anything, sus. Who is where and what are you looking for? We'll start off with Kitty and Jem. Jem, what are you looking for? Oh, and where are you guys? Yeah, do you want to... We can take first floor. Sure. And Miki and Patches, if you guys want, you can take second floor. Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good. good. And if anything goes wrong, we should have a code word. We're not yelling. I'm just saying we should have a code word for ourselves. I can send messages to your brain. Okay. Canary. <laughs> canary. Exactly. Maybe there's an escaped canary in the room. We don't know. Okay. So we'll take first floor. You guys take second floor. Okay. Secret word canary. Oh, wait. An animal, an animal should not be our code word. And then Kitty will point to all of the probably bird-themed costumes that are around. <laughs> Kitty point immediately points to a bird-themed mask. <laughs> exactly. Okay, then uh, sassafras. <laughs> okay. Okay, break. So, Elaine, you mentioned wanting to look at people going in. You want to post out at the entrance for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Making okay. sure nobody's trying to sneak anything too dangerous inside. Jem, what are you looking for? Yeah, mostly, like, anyone who seems... Well, obviously, anyone from the Defjarlin house, first and freaking foremost. Because <laughs> I have trust issues and Harks has already run away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you during the time skip week, but Harks would have gotten back to you about whether or not Karis Defjarlin is coming, and he is not. Thank the good lord. Okay. He was not invited. Okay, but then I'm just keeping an eye out for anyone else that I'd know. Derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> and sure. Just anyone who has like who doesn't seem to have totally kosher intentions, I guess. You know, if they're looking at something too long, if they have really jilted movements, things like that. So I, I might actually post up on the inside of the door that Kitty's at, so we're on opposite sides of it, and then just keep, an, uh, keep a watch over the room. Sure. So with that, both of you guys go ahead and roll perception checks. Uh, it's a big old two. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm choosing the right dice. I'm rolling really bad today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perception. That <laughs> That's a natural one for a nine. 
Hell yeah. You have a plus eight perception. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Guys, we're so good at our jobs. <laughs> Jeb's just stress eating dirt. <laughs> Kitty, you realize that in this instance, being short is a great disadvantage to you because you can only see the people that are right in front of you unless there is a parting in the Red Sea, which occasionally happens. Probably also, if people are acting weird, I think they're acting normal, too. <laughs> <laughs> From everyone you could see, which was not a whole lot, like, percentage-wise of the people, everyone looked to be doing normal things. Gem, you don't see anyone you recognize, but you are too concerned with the fact that you had... A handful of boba before you came here, and then you also had just like ate them like fruit gushers, like in my hand. <laughs> a handful of boba, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you also ate more food when you got here, so you are extremely full to the point of pain <laughs> and a little bit distracted, and probably a little constipated if I eat that much boba, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Patches and Miki, what are you doing and where are you looking? Is that garden on the second floor? There is a balcony overlooking the gardens on the second floor, yes. I'd definitely like to give that a look, but second floor is where the games and stuff are? Yes. I think I'm probably watching the game tables and stuff. Yeah. Unless Miki has a thing she wants to do. I mean, I think Miki is walking a very slow perimeter. So, like, just kind of having, like, kind of having casual conversation with Patches that's very meaningless as we just walk slowly through all the guests and keep an eye out for anything. Yeah. Can we get a vibe check on the guests? Sure. Ashley, go ahead and roll an insight check, and Patches, go ahead and roll a perception check. Insight, 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 insight. Twelve. Oh, baby. Perception, that's a dirty 20. A dirty little Ooh. stinky little 20. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, as you guys begin wandering the upstairs patches when you pop out to look at the the gardens from the balcony real quick you do note that this is a very good vantage point to view almost the entire gardens there is a bit of a corner in the far end from the side that's furthest from where the balcony is that is partially obscured but you can tell if somebody is there so after you do that you begin to wander the second floor with miki you notice Patches after maybe wandering for 10 minutes that it's a little unusual. You, the number of guards that you have seen up here seem way less than the number of guards that were there listening to the introduction speech with you. 
Where could the rest of the guards be? Okay. Can I talk to Miki or do you want to give her her thing first? I'm going to give her her thing first. Great. Vibe check of the room. You get the sense that everyone here is either having a good time or here out of obligation. (laughs) Like kind of a if somebody invites you, you have to go sort of thing. There are a good number of people who are hush, hushly whispering to each other in a very gossipy fashion. And that's a very frequent sight. They don't look to be... Their intent is not to, to steal or to take anything or you like to mess up the event. But there is an air of malintent for a good number of the guests here. Like, directed malintent? Or they're just kind of like, I don't want to be here? No, just, they're generally, they, a good number of these people just generally seem like kind of shitty people. Oh. Shocked Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a, um, a hint of anything they're saying? Yeah, you can try to eavesdrop on people's conversations. Let's do it. But Patches wants to talk to you first. <laughs> no, smush my hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, rude. Oh, jeez, hang on. My microphone is so frustrating today. Is it going to fall off the table again? Hopefully not. I'm just going to say... That's our cue to go to break. (laughs) (laughs) We're missing some guards. I think, um... I think there's an area that we're not... privy to. Maybe it's the basement, maybe it's something else, but they're protecting something. I don't know that I care. (laughs) Do you care? If we're going to be here, I gotta... make it interesting, so... A little. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go up, down, left, right, center? You had a thing you wanted to do. Let's do that. Oh, I'm just listening to rich people to see if there's anything interesting. Not that, you know, we're going to start blackmailing them like we used to. But... It was kind of fun. Let's listen into the some high society gossip. Yeah, is anyone talking about anything interesting? Yeah, both of you go ahead and roll either stealth checks or charisma rolls to make it seem very nonchalant that you're not actually eavesdropping. Like a deception check? Yeah, deception or or stealth. I'm going to go with deception because I have disadvantage on stealth. So that's a <laughs> 15. Are you still wearing your very heavy armor? I innately have the properties of that armor. And so the way that I have the little bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. If you shake me, I make a bell sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should do that for our next giveaway. I should crochet a little pink bear and put a bell in it. Yes. Oh. I should also just do that for John because I feel like he'd like one. I would love that. <laughs> Ooh, better. 
16 for stealth. <laughs> and John? I got a 15 for eavesdropping. Okay. Yeah, so both of you roll d6s for me, please. Waha! Six! Uh, where's my d6? There it is. Two. Two? Okay. Patches, what you overhear is the Silkranas are doing surprisingly well. Everyone thought they'd go under with the matriarch dead and all, but it's been a good turn of fortune for them again. And Miki, you hear I didn't actually write dialogue for this one. So can <laughs> and that's our break. We're gonna go to break and come back. Yeah, that's true. Do you want you want a break to listen uh, to think about it, Nico? No, it's fine. Just give me a hot second. Someone cashed out 40 platinum at the last match at the well. Do they ever mention which well? The short watch no. well. Can, can you say mine again? The matriarch of what? Died? The Silkranas. That's S-Y-L-K-R-A-N-A-S. Silkranas. Or without the S, it would be Silkrana, but this Silkranas would be the family. Um, mm, out of character, the only other well we've heard mention of was from that stinky, stinky note that we found. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great point. Yeah, I just gasped about it as well, because I was like, oh, the Shardwatch well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what you guys hear. At this point, it's probably been about 30 minutes. I don't know if y'all had plans to meet up at, at, and talk at some point, but yeah. We don't plan things. Mm -hmm. I'll let John and Ashley talk a little bit, and then I'm going to switch to the others and give them another action. I had nothing to talk to Patches about. <laughs> I was just going to say that I think it might be worth doing a meetup at some point during this. I don't know that we have anything useful yet, but just pooling our information in case anything pops off. Okay. I mean, yes. Also, from the second floor, now that Patches has mentioned it, is there a well, is there an indoor balcony to like o look over the first floor? Let me check. <laughs> no, it does not. There is not. Okay. Do I... I don't know. I'm going to turn in a circle, or like one circle five times for fun, and see if I can see an abnormal concentration of people going into or out of one area. Um, On the second floor? Yes. You don't notice any peculiar flows of people... There, there are some crowdings at specific game tables, and there, for some reason, the staircase. St one of the staircases is more popular than the other, but that's all you note. All right, let's go meet up with Jem and Kitty, and I will lead Patches to the more popular staircase to see if there's anything. Sure. Let's go ahead and take our break there, and then we'll come back to Gem and Kitty's second action. Oblivious misadventures. 
<laughs> All right, Nico, do an actual cut to break spiel. I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought that was it too. <laughs> That's where we're going to be taking our intermission break. Go take a break. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> I'll awesome. come back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Hi, listeners. My name is Noel, and I'm the Dungeon Master for Do We Level Up? Our show is a D&D 5e podcast. Episodes are available every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. We gather each week to play D&D in a homebrew world called Galandria. Join our intrepid group of adventurers, the Peacekeepers, as they battle evil across the continent. We have a diverse and international cast of nerds, so come join us as the players fumble their way through everything, and somehow, to my shock and awe, keep coming out the other side relatively unscathed. Follow us on Twitter at DeweyLevelUp1, or on Instagram at DeweyLevelUpPodcast. Thanks, listeners. Hope to see you there. I hope you're done eating, actually. Actually, no, it doesn't matter, because we're going to go to Reina anyway. <laughs> chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing. Welcome back from intermission. We are going to pick up where we left off with Elaine and Reina. I don't know who that is. Sorry, it's just Jem and Kitty over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also going to retrograde retroactively... Retrograde. <laughs> D&D is in retrograde. We have bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> gonna retroactively change some time scales, because ten minutes is not a long time, so I'm gonna say this is over the first hour of the party. Okay. I think if Kitty starts to notice that Jem's tummy is aching, <laughs> Kitty will usher Jem outside into the garden for some fresh air. Uh, tummy hurty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah by this by this time by the end of your second your hour gem you're probably feeling better kitty if you want to do something else while gem is shaking off the bad feels <laughs> you, you are welcome to i'm gonna dig into oh, shoot i don't have my back holding <laughs> oh no never mind yeah i was surprised that kitty didn't pick a very poofy dress just so she can hide everything under the skirt yeah. you know like a hoop skirt <laughs> but she's wearing, she would wear the shorts. She would wear the little boy shorts. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> can we... Can we go back in time and say that... Oh, shoot. If I, if I try to infuse something else as a bag of holding, can I have two bags of holdings? Or <laughs> does my bag of holding infusion on my actual bag go away? Ooh, I don't remember about repeat infusions. I don't remember the rules on that. Could you double check the artificer rules on if you can do the same infusion twice? Because I think it does say. No, you can't. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so Kitty is going to bring Jem into the gardens. And then we'll sit Jem on like a bench or something. And then she will go on a hunt 
for herbs because she she knows her herbs from her from her other time that will soothe an upset stomach. Alrighty, go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Just a regular d20. 18? Nice. Okay, go ahead and roll a... Mm, nature? Yeah, go ahead and roll a nature check. That's 14 plus 4. 18! 18, 18 again. Nice. Two 18s. Luckily, although most of these plants are... They're obviously planted here for decoration and not for use. But luckily, some of these plants do have medicinal properties, and you can recognize what kind of plants they are. And it is easy enough to gather enough to prepare something for Jim. All right. So I'll just walk up to Jim with a fistful of raw herbs. Chew on this. It'll make you feel better. Hmm. Thanks, she says, eating more. <laughs> As she's stressed the eating. The second you turn around, she's stressed <laughs> eating more. <laughs> Jem? Mm hmm? Just, just make sure you eat this too. No, I'm full, thank you. But your tummy hurts. <laughs> no, I was feeling better. <laughs> no, I'm full, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> she's going for more food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says, like, as she's shoveling, like, she has, like, a party plate of, like, pigs in a blanket and, <laughs> like, jello salad. <laughs> Kitty will just stare at Jem and keep holding it out to Jem. All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to, because I don't want to look like I'm just loitering and slacking off on the job. I'll be like, okay, come on. Like, we got the herbs. Let's go. And I'll head inside to the bar and just ask for, like, a glass of, like, soda water or ginger ale and then mix the herbs in with that. So at least I don't have to eat them, like... Dirt and all. <laughs> like a cow. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't want to just be chewing on them like a deer at the entrance to this party. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> Listen, in other circles, I would not hesitate. However, here, I would. <laughs> just as you get your newly mixed drink, uh, you see Kitty, you probably spot Gem, uh, not Gem, <laughs> Gem is right next to you. <laughs> Miki and Patches descend from the second second floor. She starts waving her hands and she's about to shout like, hey, hey! But then she remembers she was told not to. So then she's just like, hey! Hey! Like in a hushed whisper. <laughs> Gems is gonna be like, what the hell are you? Oh! And then just like wave. Do we hear her? Do we see them? Yeah. Once uh, Jem catches on and waves at you as well, they're pretty easy to spot. Sorry, I'm eating corn, so John, take it away. <laughs> hey, gamers. How's it going? <laughs> Hello, gamers. <laughs> we did some recon upstairs. Things seem to be going normally. I did notice that we're missing some of the guards that were at the uh, the thing earlier, so probably there's something else that's being guarded around here that we're not privy to. Yeah, Patches, as you come downstairs to look at the amount of guards that you that are around on the first floor, you are fairly certain of it now. But 
you know, I, our priority is just sort of getting through the night and getting uh, paid. They're slacking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so right, Kitty. Jim, are you having some tum-tum problems? Yeah, I've been stress eating all night because I keep... Every time I see tiefling horns, I just freak out a little bit. And I just... <sighs> Rude. Patches just side-eyes Miki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, no, it's okay. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> I know you. It's all good. Do you want me to do a little healing magic? Nah. You know, Kitty picked me some herbs and I have some uh, some soda water here. I'm making kind of like a mojito mocktail, like a medicinal. It's, yeah, you know, it's very earthy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can eat, like, plants, and they make you feel better sometimes. Yeah. I just hope it's, you know... And then Jem's gonna, like, lead in. She's gonna she's gonna be like, Kitty sometimes gets a little confused about, like, healing versus <laughs> harmful. Can I do a detect poison and disease to see if these <laughs> herbs will bring any harm to us? Yeah. Yeah, you, you cast detect poison and disease. And uh, the herbs are not harmful. Oh, you're, you're good. You're fine. Okay. You know, it's not her fault. It's just her upbringing was a little weird. And, you know, sometimes things just get a little lost in translation. And it's one of the things I love the most about her. But it also can cause problems. But I just trust her. Lizard folk have different biologies as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you know, I elves and gnomes, it really doesn't work out well. I'm a human. Or that's right. No, she's a human, my bad. <laughs> that was a Raina slip up. Would it also be considered pre-seasoning? Oh. You don't really eat the stomach, though. I mean, I guess you can. Oh. No, it's more like stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty wasteful if you're not also eating all of the internal organs. You gotta use all parts of the fantasy buffalo. <laughs> what if there are real buffalo in there? Hey, God. Mm -hmm. Are there buffaloes in this world? Not that you guys would know of. It's not like you've personally seen buffalo. You don't know that. Has anyone talked about them? Are there weird drawings and handwritten books that are supposed to be buffalo? Can I see if on my adventures I've seen a buffalo? Can I roll for that? <laughs> yeah, I'll allow Patches to roll for that. Yeah, I got an 11. Yeah, can I also roll for that? Reyna, Gem... The areas that Gem would have been, I don't think, would have been populated with buffalo, so I'm not gonna let you roll. Yes, Patches, on one of your journeys, you had seen a... Not like a live buffalo... But you have seen somebody with a dead skinned buffalo trading both buffalo pelts and meat. Up to you whether or not Patches took up on that. He doesn't eat, so probably not. And Patches, your inference is that buffaloes are just not that popular an animal to parade around or hunt in excess for some reason. They're big. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> Dropped something. 
yeah, you got to use all parts of the fantasy. Re- I mean, regular buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe the stomach could probably be used for something. Like that's how they make uh, yogurt. That's how yogurt came to be. Was they would put milk into fantasy camel stomachs, and then it would like curdle and turn into yogurt. This is like I love to think of <laughs> the like bartender. <laughs> the the bartender at the open bar just having to hear this conversation. <laughs> I'm not saying we didn't eat it. I'm saying I don't I don't know if we ate it. Like I wasn't the cook. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys learn anything? Anything of interest? I learned that I have a problem with stress eating. Cool. Cool. I learned that I'm really short. Yeah, that's uh, that's life. <laughs> what about you? Well, I learned that uh, the matriarch of the Silkranus is dead, but they're still doing all right. That's what I learned. They're they're doing all right. Apparently, they're still you know making ends meet. So good good for them, I assume. I learned you can make a lot of money off of a well. Who has... Hold on, I, I need to check my note to see who has the note on the Sharn Watch well. Wasn't that Patches? Yeah, I think yes. so. Do you think it has anything to do with the well in the note that we found? With the goo? I don't know. I wasn't really listening. This event isn't as interesting as I thought it would be. Like, we were hired to break up fights, and no one started fighting. We could fix that. (laughs) I'm not opposed, I guess. Is one still in the room? Go ahead and roll a perception check. Patches, you too. Ooh, okay. Oh my god, absolute garbage. Um, But that's an 11 for me. I got a stinky, disgusting little dirty 20. <laughs> Stop calling that. <laughs> I don't like the way you're talking about it. I saw a TikTok recently that was like, I got a slutty little disgusting <laughs> 20. And I was like, I want to do that, but I... I know, I was like, you're objectifying this 20 that you rolled. But that's not my word. <laughs> I don't get to say that. Yeah, mine was uh, 11. <laughs> Gem, you don't see one in this room. I don't see one what? Although, <laughs> you don't see... <laughs> you motherfuckers. What? <laughs> <laughs> you named them, pal. <laughs> hey! Hey, we didn't say it. <laughs> we just watched you walk right into it. <laughs> you shouldn't have named them after the kids next door. I've been waiting 12 sessions for that joke to happen. (laughs) I'll make a a note of that. (laughs) Every time we clown on Nico, the final boss gets 100 more health. (laughs) You don't see him in this room, but you're not certain about upstairs because you haven't been there. Patches, you do notice that since you just came from upstairs, you notice that you haven't seen Mrs. McKinnon for a while. She was walking around earlier, 
and you saw her wander upstairs and then downstairs, maybe twice while you were up there, but you don't see her here now. Uh, have y'all seen Miss McKinnon? I I haven't noticed her. She might be wherever the rest of those guards are. Nope. Nope. My guess is basement, because we're not supposed to be there. No, 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 we're not supposed to loiter. So, like, if you wanted to, you could go downstairs, take a look around, take a gander, come back up. We could easily be like, oh, I thought I saw someone suspicious coming down here. Sorry, didn't mean to bother. And then go on our way. I think if we're going to do that, maybe we shouldn't go as a full group. I can go. Well, bye, Patches. What? Bye. <laughs> and I just gently push him towards the basement. Wait, Patches, how's your perception? <laughs> if I had to rate myself, like... On a scale of 1 to 10. I would say that I'm not effectively proficient in perception, but I would say that I have, like, a rating of one. If zero is, like, normal, then I have a one. Okay. I've just realized, though, if Patches goes down and he gets in trouble, he can't do anything about it. I can do things about it. Because at least if they see me down there, it's like, hey, hey, guys, how's it going, you know? It's like, oh, sorry. You know, they're used to me clowning around. So... It really wouldn't be that weird for me to be there. I was thinking more like me or Kitty, because yeah. we can magically be like, hey, hey, you, hey. I just met you, and this is crazy. <laughs> um, but here's my number, so call me, baby. <laughs> G- guys? Hmm? Um, during the week we were kind of just chilling, I learned how to Turn myself invisible. <laughs> oh. Well, bye, kitty. And I gently push her towards the basement. <laughs> All right. Anything goes wrong, you just make this stop glowing and I'll charge right down there. Okay. I'm going to cast invisibility on myself, Woo! which is a concentration spell that will last up to one hour. Uh, and I will sneak towards the basement and see what I see. Yeah, you cast invisibility on yourself and get bumped like a ping pong <laughs> ball all the way to the basement because you are currently invisible and people keep walking into you and then being very confused. <laughs> I feel like I should be able to dodge them. There are people in all directions. It is crowded on this floor. <laughs> Nobody finds out because everyone is either too drunk or too stupid to care. Oh, wow, already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you uh, you make it down to the basement, and it is rows upon rows of wine bottles, and there's some kegs lined up on the side and stacked. Taking a look at the room, the at some point, there is, like, a turn in the, the building. It's a bit odd. But go ahead and roll a investigation check. Ooh, that's a dirty 20. Nice. Ooh, very nice. You methodically check, uh, start with one wall, working along alongside that wall. And after 30 minutes of searching um, the walls thoroughly, you do find a wine rack that is 
a bit unusual. You don't really know how the mechanism works, but you are fairly certain that this is a hidden door of some of some kind. <laughs> well, I'm an artificer, so I feel like I should be able to check that out and see if I can figure out <laughs> if there's like a wine bottle I need to pull or some button I need to press. Yeah, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check to try to unlock it. That is a 21. Dang! Ooh, very nice. After a moment of investigation, you do realize that this mechanism is much simpler than you expected it to be. You open it? Yes. As you slide the door open, three wine bottles immediately come crashing and, like, shatter on the floor very audibly. Oh. And as the door is cracked, you immediately see um, on the opposite side that there is a guard standing there looking out. When the door cracks open, they push the door open fully and check the vicinity. Go ahead and roll a stealth check at advantage for me. Man. <laughs> oh no, I should have. I should have given you bardic inspiration before you wah, went down. Wah. It's okay, I got a 23. Ew. I rolled a 15 and an 18. Noise. Yeah, that's enough. The the guard, not knowing that you are invisible, and also it's quite dark in the cellar, sees no person in in the hallway, resets the bottles, and closes the door once more. Mm. Can I have slipped in before the guard closed the door? Yeah, I'll let you slip in. And then I will, if the guard leaves, I will follow. But if the guard stays right at the door, then I will just go down the, I assume, tunnel. The guard is staying at the door. Okay. As you enter, you realize that this area, and you can also see like the wine leaking in from the, the exterior where you had shattered the bottles. As you enter, this is a room that is larger than expected. It's not huge, but um, it's a spacious room. You can see that to two sides of the room, there are wine racks that had, you assume, been spaced out in this room previously, been pushed up against the wall against each other as well, so you can't like access some of them. And in the center of this area is set up a bunch of seats. It looks like what is happening is an auction. On a, uh, what immediately catches your attention is that on the table, on a small table next to the podium, you see a stone carving that is maybe 13 inches by 10 inches. And it immediately catches your attention because there are carvings of lizard folk kneeling and... <clears throat> It seems to have been, like, a, a chunk of something larger. But before you can really make out any of the further details to this piece, a large explosion shakes the building. Ah! You can see from where you are fairly... Actually, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to have you take damage. Uh -oh. From your perspective, from, to, from the door... The wall furthest and the left corner of that that whole section 
is exploded, and there is it is quickly followed by a lot of debris and screaming. Kitty, do you have anything that can help you dodge? Dex save. Yeah, other than a Dex save, or <laughs> I have a rea- I have shield. Okay. It just ups my AC by five. Can you go ahead and roll a deck save for me? Okay. Do we hear this? Ex- we hear this explosion. You upstairs? will in a moment. Hold on. That's a nat one. <laughs> I am too engrossed <laughs> into the carving. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> okay. Okay. In that case, the shield won't do anything. Probably. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna. I want to say because it's a nat one. I don't even realize, so I don't have time to throw up the shield. Okay, that's fair to say. You're going to go ahead and take... That's actually not too bad. Hold on, let me do math. 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are knocked unconscious until somebody wakes you up. <gasps> I'm unconscious! Uh-oh! Uh-oh! I'm, I'm not- you're not gonna be, like, unconscious unconscious, but... One of the party members is gonna have to go and wake you up. Because if I'm if I'm unconscious, doesn't that mean my concentration on invisibility wears away? Yes. Well, isn't it invisibility goes away if you if you take damage anyways? No, because it's concentration. So I would roll to see if I keep my concentration. Yeah, that's correct. Does the the tassel stay sparkly? It does. Uh oh. But the rest of the party does hear a loud explosion that shakes the whole building and sounds of distant screams also because you guys are particularly watching the basement you do see a flood of guests come out of the basement and i think that's where we're gonna end tonight what (laughs) (laughs) that's not what we were expecting because it is getting close to the two hour mark and we wanted episodes to be an hour and a half right between an hour and a half and two hours. Okay, I, I don't know. We can go another 30 minutes if y'all want. <laughs> I feel like that's a good spot. It is a good spot. As much as I <laughs> want to keep playing, that is a good spot. <laughs> the best part is we didn't advance the plot at all. Nico just advanced it around. We <laughs> yeah. did nothing. I did my yeah, best. Yeah, I decided that that's the best <laughs> way to really do it. What really sucks is that Jim and Kitty probably watched this person with explosives walk into the building and they were too busy, like... <laughs> Jim was, like, doubled over with stomach cramps. <laughs> Not that anybody else would know, but Kitty, you would know that the explosion came from the outside. Okay. Oh. But yeah. That's the session. <laughs> Ooh, wow, boy. Nico. You threw that right in my face and then knocked me unconscious? I did. <laughs> is she like, okay, so is she like unconscious or would she be considered incapacitated? Not technically unconscious, not D&D unconscious, but she is dazed mm-hmm. and needs to be woken up. Man, of course I rolled a nat one for that one. <laughs> Well, yeah, if we'll you miss didn't, you. <laughs> if you didn't roll a nat one, I would have just made you take a bunch of damage. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna be like, let's steal the thingy in the in the confusion of the explosion, but nah, <laughs> I rolled a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course. That's it for episode 12. Thanks for listening. If you like what we do, we'd really appreciate it if you rate this podcast, or even tell your own D&D group about us. You can check out art, memes, and more on our Instagram at beholdingoutforahero, all one word. We're using Wizards of the Coast 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons in Keith Baker's wonderful world of Eberron. Beholding Out for a Hero releases bi-weekly, and you can find us mostly wherever podcasts are found. Catch us again in two weeks for episode 13.